Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Before we start the Rancast, I just want to catch you up on the, the final five shows that I'm going to be doing uh, here this year uh, as we wrap things up on uh, this end of the tour year, 2023 coming to an end. And then, uh, but this is really it folks. This is the, uh, I'm retiring from touring if you hadn't heard. And so uh, here's where I'm going to be. If you, uh, if you want to catch me at December 8th, uh, this Friday, right down the road from me in uh, New Jersey, in Montclair, New Jersey, at the Wellmont theater, a theater that I love to play. On December 9th at uh, Bensalem, Pennsylvania, at the Parks Casino. Uh, December 12th, uh, no, 13th, sorry, in Stewart, Florida. That's next week at uh, the um, uh, the Lyric Theater. December 14th, I will be at the Mahaffey Center, the Mahaffey Theater, sorry, in St. Petersburg, Florida, the Duke Energy Center of all places, lots of energy. They're just pumping it out of there. And uh, and then on December 15th, uh, the final show of the year at, uh, in Jacksonville, Florida, at the uh, Florida Theater. Um, I hope you can join me because uh, we're wrapping it up. Next year is the final run, uh, beginning uh, January and then head through December and uh, some, a little chunk of time I'll be uh, doing shows in uh, in Europe, and uh, and we'll also be in Washington, finally playing the home of too many fucks for Luna perform his HBO special, the Kennedy Center, a place I've always wanted to play, and uh, I do wish my folks were around to see that they would have gotten a kick out of it. And uh, so it's been uh, it's been a it's been a great run this year, and I've enjoyed every minute of it. And please come join me because I think I've just uh, been freed enough that uh, I don't give a shit. I'm not that I've ever really seen given a shit when I'm up there, but uh, I really am having uh, a great time, even though it's, uh, and it certainly is tinged with a bit of sadness because uh, each kind of week that passes that I'm out there, it, it just gets, uh, it's a little sadder to know that I'm letting go of what has been uh, truly a joyous time in my life. And, uh, and I want to thank you all again and thank all of you who've been coming out this year. It means the world to me. And this could, could all go horribly wrong at any minute. Hello there, and welcome to the 156th 
episode of Blues Flex Rantcast entitled Bye Bye George, Bye Bye Henry. And that's right, uh, George Santos. Bye. Enough's enough. Unbelievable. Unbelievable we had to sit through this madness and watch this insanity. Really ludicrous. Uh, just utterly ludicrous. Uh, the, 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 just, the man is, uh, it's just the word grifter. You, you rarely get to use it. And uh, wow, who'd have thought you could grift your way into the Congress? Well, really, why should I be surprised? Why should any of us be surprised? Um, the, the way things are going and the way things are. There's just really, <laughs> there's so little respect left for, uh, for for government on certain levels that people just don't seem to give a shit who they vote for or why they vote for them or that there's, and, and they were told, I mean, there was a, a paper there that was telling them that this guy was full of it. But what, you know, that's the way it goes. But thank you. Thank, uh, thank, thank God, <laughs> thank, thank who? Uh, that, that it took this long, seriously, to, to get him out of there? Really, that they just couldn't go, no, enough's enough. You, you lied, just that's why you can't do this, it has to be invested. Why? I'm sure, I, I disagree with Jamie Raskin, who, who said, felt that it had to go through, uh, they, they had to really find a reason to, to the, you know, for conviction. And uh, and that it, it goes against the, the Congress, but when a guy is just outright fucking lying, okay, to get elected, I mean that doesn't they come into play at any point? When do we finally stop this bullshit and nonsense? Okay, stop making shit up. And if you're making shit up about yourself, then that's even worse. Okay, well, rocket scientist Lewis Black speaking today. Come on. The, the the guy is really pulled it, pulled a fast one. And you can't, you just can't let, you know, it, to let him sit there for that long without making it a public lesson, without it becoming something that is taught to kids in school. If we're even, if we're not going to try to teach civics, at least teach, you know, uh, when, you know, when someone is bullshitting, that they don't get to be when they don't have the goddamn necessary resume to be a congressperson, okay, to be someone elected through Congress, uh, then no, you don't get to be elected there, especially if you're making shit up. And that's enough of me just running that by. And then goodbye, Henry. Henry Kissinger, who was a bane of my existence for quite a long time um, during the 60s. What a as I would say back then, how could you possibly be an, a Jew and a Nazi at the same time? But boy, he was something to behold. It was unbelievable, uh, and won a Nobel Peace Prize while he was, you know, while he for for ending the war in in Vietnam. Really? No, it's called we left Vietnam. Didn't end the war. Uh, he was he was actually extending the war. But I don't want to get into the history of that because I'm sick and fucking. I, 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 go read a book. Read the history of it. Okay? Astonishing. And he went to a bunch of parties. Good for him. You know, and now we got to listen to some, you know, kind of like, uh, you know, let's praise him. No, I've got no time for praising him. All right? God, he just awful. Just, just awful. And uh, and I've got other things to talk about. The uh, the first off the cake uh, 
the 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 anger cake that you may have seen on uh, Twitter, Instagram, uh, you know, where the TikTok, wherever it showed up, uh, which was made by this uh, a, 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 a very uh, apparently uh, from the Cake Masters. Uh, you know, one of those ones who was appearing on television and uh, and certainly knew how to bake a cake, uh, it created this beautiful um, rendition of my character as a, a, a chocolate cake with this incredible uh, rice crispy uh, treats around it. It was it was really spectacular. I just and tasty and wonderful, except for the fondant. Uh, which was the red around its, <laughs> I was going to say my head. It was, uh, it, that stuff is a little uh, much for me, but uh, it was really quite a, quite a treat. And, uh, and I would like to thank her if I knew her name. And uh, please let me know who you were. I can't tell you uh, what a joy it was to see that in the dressing room, the dressing room in Saginaw at the theater there. Thank you. And I want to thank Regina Gelfer for for painting a, a, a just a lovely, uh, a lovely painting of my folks. Uh, really, with them holding hands, I actually have a, a, a one that I look at here when um, staring across the room, or you know. And uh, it's this is quite it was quite touching and and really quite nice and and quite a gift. Uh, I, I can't. Uh, I, I thank you so much, Regina, and thank you, Michael, um, uh, and thank you for sharing it with me and the wonderful note that you gave me. Uh, I I cherish it. I just got to find, find a place to, to put it up, but it really is quite sweet and quite nice. And I've I've had folks during the time frame do do paintings of me and uh, uh, and. Uh, and sometimes they're a little, you know, it's always great to get them, but sometimes you kind of go, wow, if I look like that, we're, we've got a problem. <laughs> but but this is really, I think, came out quite wonderfully and means a lot. And uh, and thanks for sharing it with me. I uh, And um, and with uh, the love that was behind it, it meant a lot. I'm getting a little too mushy for myself <laughs> As, as things wind down this year. And uh, I certainly uh, felt it in Charlottesville on stage. It's a theater that I've loved performing in, and I, I love that city and uh, this beautiful kind of a, a mall that you can walk up uh, is, is really quite something. The whole, the whole area, even, you know, uh, home of U- University of Virginia. And uh, I was on stage and I kind of, uh, I got misty, and I'm afraid that uh, by the by the end of this this uh, retirement tour, I'll be just on stage. He wept for an hour and a half. We didn't really know what to do with him. We he left the stage three times, and uh, we you know uh, they they tried to get him to straighten up, but he couldn't do it. Um, and before I got to uh, Charlottesville, I have to say we I appeared in two small towns. Uh, that uh, that were quite uh, splendid. They're beautiful. They're idyllic, uh, wonderful um, places that I'd never been to. Uh, Rocky Mount, uh, Virginia. <laughs> I thought I was going to Rocky Mount, North Carolina. Uh, when I first got the thing, I saw, ooh, look, Rocky Mount. God, I've always wanted to play Rocky Mount, North Carolina, but it was Rocky Mount, Virginia. Near the, uh, 
near the Blue Ridge Mountains and uh, just a, a splendid scenery wandering uh, into that uh, into that little village, as I like to call it. And uh, it was just beautiful there. Uh, and it was just a terrific place. And uh, please don't go flooding in there and destroying what they have, because once they once folks find it, uh, they're going to just uh, do with it what they will. It is, uh, if you've never been to the Blue Ridge Mountains, okay, the, or the Shenandoah Valley, just go there. Go there. Uh, it, I think it's one of the most beautiful um, beautiful places in the country, really. And, and uh, even as a kid, when when my parents took me down there, normally you go, what the fuck are we doing here? This is bullshit. Uh, even then I was kind of uh, captivated by it. And uh, I didn't know the meaning of the word, then, but I, that was what I felt. Uh, uh, it's, it's really in the Blue Ridge Mountains. Are, uh, look, I've lived near the, the Rockies and I've lived in, and I've wandered through the Blue Ridge Mountains a few times during the pandemic. Uh, I went through there and um, uh, again, just to take a look and uh, uh, because I'm so, I, I love it so much. And, uh, but I'll tell you, I love Blue Ridge Mountains more. They're kind of like, uh, they're friendly mountains as opposed to the the Rockies, which I've said time and again are mountains that just say, go fuck yourself. You think you're going to climb over me to get to the end of this country? Kiss my ass. Uh, but the Blue Ridge Mountains kind of welcome you and say, hey, settle here and enjoy the view. And uh, so go, I would say go there if you get the chance. And then I, went down to a place I did not know. Yeah, I did not know that Bristol, Tennessee was the birthplace of country music. And right next to the hotel we were at was the uh, the birthplace of country music museum. And it is, I had a, a couple of hours. I wish I had more. Uh, it was just, uh, it was really a, a, an eye opener. I did not know the history of, uh, the, of, the, of, of, of the area of, uh, of, of, of how country music kind of uh, really kind of got to the country initially. And it is worth a visit. If you love country music, it is truly uh, worth the visit. It was a, a gentleman went down there and um, he uh, started, arrived in the town. It's kind of, it's right there too. The, the, interestingly enough, right on the Virginia, Tennessee border. I mean, literally, I, I, I was at the hotel and the museum were in Virginia. I performed in Tennessee, <laughs> literally a block away. And uh, uh, he, the, the gentleman went down there and, uh, and, uh, and, and basically uh, brought a recording equipment uh, and gathered the, the, uh, the, the Carter family started there, uh, you know, um, and, uh, and I forget, and Jimmy Rogers, I believe, was recorded there, and uh, a number of others who were the ones who uh, Stoneman uh, was recorded there, and and I, I literally had, had no uh, no concept of this, and uh, and that was the beginning of it. And these uh, these uh, sessions that uh, they performed or did their music at were the uh, were called the Bristol sessions, uh, and. Uh, the music was recorded in, in 1927 at what was called the Bristol Sessions. It is kind of uh, hillbilly music, music of Appalachia, music uh, 
whose roots go back forever and the music of the area and the music that was created by the folks who were there and the music that they brought with them uh, that came over uh, when uh, when uh, folks came to the country and all. And it was, uh, and it was uh, Appalachian music and, uh, and uh, bluegrass. And it, that is what evolved into our present day country music. And it, it is an incredible, uh, exhibit that is there and uh, there was one uh, too about uh, uh, the the women uh, who uh, who contributed they had a whole exhibit room there filled with the that the the group of them and uh, and that'll be touring the country I asked where but they they weren't sure yet and uh, but it's coming around and if it happens to come to your area that alone is well worth your time it is uh, it was really an eye-opener and uh, and and then I mean something I you know there was in these rooms it was kind of like it reminded me of the the, the the National Comedy Center except in terms of music you could wander into a room or pick up these headphones and uh, everywhere you turned there was something to be learned and uh, uh, you know one was just standing there watching uh, gospel music being sung and uh, I and you know and Lord knows as a Jew uh, it's it was really uh, it was it was quite something. I've always enjoyed gospel music, but the 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 kind of the uh, ancient the, not ancient but the historic roots of it you could hear there, and uh, and it was uh, uh, and wonderful to hear "Amazing Grace" the way it was uh, you know, sung in that museum. Just go, okay? It's that simple. My I really am, am not doing it justice with my babbling here. I just really thought it would be. <laughs> Uh, it, it's it's one of those places that you go, wow, this is this is incredible, and people need to see it. And uh, uh, and also the town itself is uh, has grown because of it, and they have a uh, a festival each year in, in which they celebrate this music, and and that too, I'm sure, is is, uh, is well worth going to. Um, it was, it was really quite a run this week, uh, and really the te- the territory is beautiful, uh, and then uh, down to Charlottesville, and then on to Morgantown, uh, West Virginia, home of uh, Don Knotts. For, for those you, he's in front of the theater, a statue of him, and uh, it was uh, it was just a really uh, a good week, and uh, and as it begins to dawn on me um, that. I'm uh, rolling toward the end. I, I do feel a certain freedom, and uh, and I uh, really enjoy. Uh, I'm really enjoying myself up there. So, so thank you all who came out. Uh, I appreciate it. Um, meanwhile, just a quick here's a wrap up. Liz Cheney's book's out. I won't be reading it because uh, we've lived it. And but she did come up with the fact that. Apparently, Kevin McCarthy told her. Told her he went down to see Trump after January six. He went down to see him in Mar-a-Lago because he he wasn't eating enough, and so he was. I don't know if he was down there spoon feeding him. I don't know if he was giving him an intravenous. I just think that's unbelievable that that he went down there for that. He was having trouble. His diet. Wow. And then he, today, uh, 91 indictments and all that, um, 
as opposed to the ghost of Christmas past, <laughs> he comes out with uh, uh, the fact that he, he basically says, that's not true. He said, I, I was eating too much. So, <laughs> so Kevin McCarthy went down there to give him a diet plan. So it's just, I, the mind boggles and the shit that is coming out of, uh, of, 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 of Trump's mouth at this point is, is beyond belief and that nobody steps up, uh, you know, to really, uh, in terms of, you know, both sides, you know, I've got to say, you know, stop it. This is, you've, you've stepped over the line, you, you know, and if that is really, if, if, if what you've been saying is what you plan to do, uh, then, you know, then we're just going to stop you from running because that's not the way this shit works. Okay. And I'll, I'll go into that further at another time, but uh, I've got to, uh, you don't need to listen to me babble on. Here's, uh, let's finish it up with uh, just a couple of things here. Uh, here's one. Um, there's a Florida man, Ray Belushi, uh, not Balucci, uh, not Belushi, was arrested 70 miles off the coast of Georgia while attempting to run across the Atlantic on a giant hamster wheel. I did, I, I, how did we not get to see that? Did I miss it? Was there, this is uh, from September, but I don't ever remember. That should have been seen. I, I'd love to see the giant hamster wheel. And he's running across the Atlantic and they caught him in a giant hamster wheel. He was apprehended for threatening Coast Guard officers with a bomb. The charge he denied. Why would you threaten the Coast Guard? But they wouldn't let him use his hamster wheel. I, whew, I mean, that's amazing. If he invented a hamster wheel that could go to get across water, I mean, wow. I mean, wow. I'm just who'd have thought? I just never would have figured. That's a way to get across the Atlantic or certainly run from Johnny Law. And then finally, as the psychosis really is growing, uh, Mississippi is saying that, uh, you know, if you have religious reasons not to, uh, to vaccinate your children, then go, don't be free, feel free not to. Well, that's going to create, apparently, if they, it turns out that if the, 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 it was 500 of the kids uh, who were kind of allergic to these things. Now it's going to expand into a number that would put uh, Mississippi in the in a in, in the position that uh, those many that it will spread that many of these child measles, uh, mumps, I guess, and uh, polio will be back. I mean, come on, fucking stop it. Okay, what, what do we got to go back and 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 then and then so that. A bunch of kids can end up being sick again. I mean, when we've got the goddamn fucking, when we've knocked it out, what is the matter with people? But this one kind of is the topper. Most U.S. dog owners, I uh, got this most, are now wary of vaccinating their pets for a host of conditions, including against rabies. That'll be good. Arr, arr, arr. That's going to be just great. Uh, some 53% of the owners have concerns. I can't believe that that many owners do, but, but who, what do I know anymore? This country's out of its fucking mind. 53% of concerns about the shot's safety and efficacy, according to a new study. 37% worry they could make their dogs autistic. Are you kidding me? 
An autistic dog? Seriously? You give the dog a shot for rabies and all of a sudden he's going, what? What is an autistic dog? How would you know your dog's autistic? Stop it. Good God. This, however, is a theory without scientific merit in pooches or humans. Okay? Pooch, dogs don't get, they're not, it's not proven. Got it? It's not proven. Stop it. And I'll stop it right now. And I hope that you enjoy this week's Rantcast. And uh, I'll be back next week. We'll, we'll get on to whatever the whatever nonsense is go- going. And it will be, uh, I, and even though I didn't talk about a lot of news this week, I can guarantee you next week it'll be the same fucking thing. Because that's what we do now. We don't, we, do we, are we going to find out any information this week about uh about inflation? No. About this? No. About that? No. About what we need to know? No, no, no. So um, enjoy the, uh, the, uh, the rants of your, of your fellow human beings. It was a pleasure to read them as always. It was a pleasure to spend time with you. And uh, I look forward to seeing you somewhere down the road. Okay? Because this is it, folks. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Scotty Ray is pissed and rightfully so. Hello, Lou. I've been a fan of your work for 20 years. Thank you. But this is the first opportunity I've had to see you live here in Biloxi. I love the Rancast, and I travel tonight to the show from Pensacola, Florida. That's right, Florida. What do you ask? Am I so fucking pissed off about? Well, could it be that the other day I was in a local bookstore in my town, and there is now an actual fucking section that is entitled Banned Books? That's right, Lewis. There's a section where the bookstore owners have all the books that piece of shit DeSantis and his fucking culture warriors have banned from my children's school. Or maybe it is the fact that the Escambia County School District, where Pensacola is located, passed a regulation this year that teachers may no longer use nicknames to address students by anything other than their birth names without a written fucking form filled out and sent into the school, allowing it by their parents. That's right. If some poor bastard of a kid got named for their paternal grandfather, Aloysius, the kid cannot ask the teacher to call him Al unless his parents provide written approval. Now, of course, any idiot 
can see this for what it is, a ploy to ignore and potentially list and target the LGBTQ population. Yet another way my state is targeting this community. Or it could be that my son informed me that the university he goes to had to change his scheduled, this is spectacular, field trip to the Civil Rights and Lynching Museum in Montgomery, Alabama, to go to the World War II Museum in New Orleans, Louisiana, because of changing policies. Fuck me. These are all good museums, but this DeSantis-fueled bullshit has got to stop. I mean, I could go on for decades about that last paragraph. Or maybe it could be the fact that I wake up every fucking morning to the fact that Matt Gates is my elected representative to the United States fucking Congress. Jesus Christ, Lewis. He won in a primary landslide against a moderate Republican candidate, and then again in the general election for the fourth fucking time. This means people in my county sent to him to Congress, watched his antics, such as casting the single fucking no vote in 2007 against, oh, get this, human trafficking. And then they sent him back three more times. Let me say this again. Matt fucking Gates is charged with representing me in Congress. I have to live with that. My friends in other states take every opportunity to ask me, what the actual fuck, Scotty? My only response is to bow my head in abject and complete shame. I walk around and look at people I know, my neighbors, locals at the bar. I look at them and think, was it you? Did you really vote? for this ignorant, self-aggrandizing troglodyte who, whose only apparent goals in life are to fuck underage girls and plunge our legislative branch into a deeper cesspool than already existed. Seven in 10 voters in my county voted for this prick. If I think about it too long, I just want to jam sharp, sharp objects into my eyes. Alas, those are not the things that bring me to rant tonight. Really, what really chaps my ass is that growing number of unbelievable fucking twat waffles that think it is okay to use your fucking cell phones in public on fucking speaker mode. How is it in a modern society these assholes are on the rise? There are fucking countless headphones, earbuds over the ear, in the ear, earmuff style, noise canceling, fucking waterproof ones. Wired and wireless versions of listening devices that would obviate the need for me to listen to your goddamn YouTube videos of some shitty singer posted their version of the eight-minute anthem American Pie while I'm trying to eat dinner at a restaurant. They walk around in my grocery stores, public bathrooms, waiting rooms, just talking and yelling away with their whole fucking family on a conference call where we can all hear how little Johnny shit their pants again, all the while I just want to take the phone and slam it on the ground and crush it because these people do not fucking deserve the privilege of modern technology if they cannot master the accepted fucking rules of decent society. These people are allowed to own guns, drive cars, and fucking boats, which is why I guess fucking twat waffles like Gates continue to get elected. Stop the madness! No one wants to listen to your bullshit. Thank you, Lou, for giving me this outlet. My pleasure. Thank you, Scotty Ray. 
Um, wow. Wow. I love the fact that you had all that to yell about and then found something more to yell about. But at least they're a distraction. That's, you know, at least you can, that's a, the others are horrifying. <laughs> Thanks. A rant from Jeff M. Lewis, I've been watching your rants for a while now, but that's not important. I want to share mine and hope you find it worthy of your audience. And obviously I do, Jeff. I'm, I'm reading it. I'm a type 1 diabetic, and that means I need insulin. I'm currently not employed, but thankfully my wife is, and so we use her insurance. I'm glad we have insurance. I realize there are many in a worse predicament than I am. Anyway, this new insurance allows me to take advantage of some programs to lower my co-pays to the insulin to zero dollars. Awesome, right? Only it's a 90-day prescription. This is the challenge. One of my insulins, the pharmacy will only fill a 25-day prescription because their system won't talk correctly to the insurance. They don't want to give me too much insulin. I mean, that's a fucking laugh. Let's do the math. The prescription is for 20 units in the morning and 20 units in the late afternoon, 40 units a day. If you multiply 40 by 90 days, you get 3,600. So in 90 days, I need 3,600 units. Each vial contains 1,000 units. You can never get every single unit out of the vial. This might suggest you get four vials for the prescription, but no. I get three vials. That's 400 units short. All because the pharmacy can't talk to the insurance properly. I'm working on some other options, but basically insurance and medicine are a pain in the ass. Hope that wasn't too long. It was fine. And I hope you can use it. I did. If you need me to edit it, nope. Keep doing what you're doing. Well, I got no choice. I love reading what people have to bitch about. And you've got a really, uh, a right to be, I mean, it's incredible. And I've had a, it was funny because of the, 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 you, you're yelling and then someone else just yelled about it and someone else yelled about a, a similar issue before that. It's kind of amazing how they'll come in in clusters, Jeff. And I'm glad, I'm glad you shared it with us. And I hope you've figured out how to get the proper amount of the drug you need. It's just, it's insulin for fuck's sake, as you, as you've kind of said I'm saying it for you. Michelle Capel is ranting for us about her work as a massage therapist. I've been in this career for 18 years. If I'm asked by another male client to just touch it, his dick, I will lose my shit. In the immortal words of Dr. Seuss, there are no happy endings or beginnings to be found. I will not do butts or fronts. Even if my store may close down, if you jizz on my sheets, I will throw them away. No matter how much you ask, I will not touch your dick. Not today. Hand job, blow job. Your wife says it's fine. I'm pretty, have big boobs, yes, but they're mine. Michelle, I have money, a new truck, a house to call home. If you touch it, if you touch it, you will be mine. I will be yours and yours alone. But I say, no, sir, no, sir, not today. In the sunshine, winter or afternoon, I will not touch your dick. Your words and actions do not make me swoon. The end. 
<laughs> thank you again ever so much, Doug. Thank you, Michelle. God, you gave a run at Dr. Seuss. In the, <laughs> that's splendid. And really uh, nails all of uh, God, my, I, 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 I think private clients is the way to go. And, and in, you know, get a resume from somebody before you touch them. That's, that's all I get. Wow. I can't believe these idiots. David Kreps has uh, got something to rant about, and rightfully so. Hi, Lewis. I'm currently writing this pre-show. About 30 minutes till doors open for tonight's show in Knoxville, Tennessee. I'm sorry I didn't get to this earlier, but I'm a little behind, David. I have a rant about compassion. When has it become acceptable by any and or all types of companies to decide they can show little to no flexibility to people who have a disability and then act like they can miraculously cure it overnight? It's like asking the mute to speak and the handless to grow a hand. It's fucking ridiculous. And they don't even take the time to level the playing field for them. Then they keep poking and prodding us with analysis and, you're, and waiting for you to mess up due to your disability, to show you the door even while you work your ass off for them. Have some compassion, folks, as that's what happened to me recently in less than 24 hours ago. I wasn't coming to your show because I was supposed to be working until I was rudely let go. So screw people without compassion. Well, I can understand why you're pissed. Um, and I'm sorry they let you go because of a disability. And uh, I, I'm sure there's a way you might be able to sue them, but I'm certainly not a lawyer. I'm, I'm barely understand anything written in legalese, David, and I'm, I hope that uh, since then you've found uh, other work and at least or spent some time with people who have compassion. Uh, you can't expect it from a company. It's unbelievable. It's extraordinary. And thank you. Dave Miller with a very, very short, uh, well, you'll hear. I wouldn't call it a rant. It's, it's what gets people to rant. Uh, definition of woke, the gospel of Matthew seven twelve. in everything, do unto others what you would have them do to you. Well, I throw that out there for you, David, and we'll, Dave, and we'll see what the reaction is. I really don't know what the definition of woke is, and I don't think it was necessary for us to get into a discussion of woke as a country because a lot of people began to use it for reasons that uh, is criticism, which had nothing to do with, oh, we should do this because it's really the right thing to do. They should have not given it a name. Um, and I don't know who did. I only know that um, uh, there's a madness, a certain level of madness with those who were woke. So, um, and not the ones who, in, in, who, who, you know, who live by uh, the, the gospel of Matthew. Thanks. I'm interested to see what folks have to say. Michelle Zimmerman is pissed, and rightfully so. What the fuck is up with the nitwits who think it is cool to have a vehicle that you can hear from miles away? I mean, really? What the fuckity fuck? Do you have such a fucking small penis that you have to make up for it with noise pollution? Never in my 54 fucking years on this motherfucking planet have I ever heard more loud cars than in good old Spokane. Spokane, I am sorry, than in good old Spokane. What a bunch of idiots.
I've seen BMWs with this ear-piercing muffler added on. Hey, you know what could make your Nimrod asshole car amazing? If I didn't hear it again. Well done, Michelle. Well done. Sorry, Spokane. I just ran into that at the end of the sentence and went, Spokane, K-A-N-E, uh, I'm the idiot. You got a you got a town. I enjoyed being there. Thanks for coming out. Thanks to all of you for listening to my rant cast. If you have a rant you want to get off your chest, send it in to me at lewisblack.com forward slash live. You can think of it as therapy or whatever you want to think of it as. Just let it rip. And I want to thank the true stars of our show, the ranters and the splendid rants they gave us. Lewis Black's Rantcast was created and hosted by me. Aha, Lewis Black. Our live rant audio was produced by James Salter. Our theme song by Chris Lane. Executive producer, Ben Brewer. Executive producers, Matt Kleinschmidt and Robert Kelly. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly. Which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.